Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. All I ever wanted was a little love. I want true romance. It's true. Hello and welcome to True Romance and welcome to part two of our 100th episode. Some might say, oh, so that's your 101st episode. And no, technically, no, 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 no. Okay, I mean, well, no, 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 but also technically, yes, but that's no, fine. No, 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 no. No, don't funk with my heart. Some might say, don't funk with my heart. And to that I say, I wonder if I let you go, would you still be in love, baby? All right, speaking of, since our continued topic for episode 101 is best breakup movies, Carol, Please give me your most recent favorite breakup song. There's so many. I mean, listen, the one that I've gotten most um, like umph out of is definitely um, I Bet You Think About Me by Taylor Swift. Fast asleep in your city. It's better than mine. Exactly. 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 I mean, listen, I have tried to pass on breakup music to Devin, the way she has refused it has been heartbreaking. Amy Mann, <laughs> as I have said, is an important songwriter to me. And she wrote songs like That's Just What You Are, um, which is all about like, that's just like who pretty much as described, that's just who you are. Um, let me see my recent. I, I really can't think of, um, She's looking like she's got nothing, folks. I've got nothing. I've got nothing. I've got nothing. I mean, my songs are kind of depressing, but they're still really helpful. Like, I like um, Elliot Smith covers. Um, oh, my God. Bond Farewell is a great song. It's all about, like, I'm just saying, like, a good goodbye. Okay, here's a great one. Werewolf by Fiona Apple. That is a good one. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. The way you left me for dead. But I admit that I provided the full moon. It's all about oh, basically yeah. like I was a part of this breakup too. Well, it's about like you're toxic, but I let it happen. Yeah, exactly. I I do respect that. I will say like 
sometimes Carolina sends me something and I'm like, if I can't walk down the street feeling like a fucking hot piece of shit in a good way to this, then I'm not going to like vibe with it. And usually her songs are like, and I'm like, no, I need to be like walking down the street excited. Um, so like, I think your breakup songs like show that you're not a commuter. Cause you like, cause you like, you you have songs that you would just like listen to at home. I think. I just like folky random music. All right. Well, I would say since you asked, that my favorite breakup song of late is "I'm Loving Everything" by Muna M U N A. Everything they put out, anything but me, is a good one. Um, Pink Light is a good one. Home by Now is a good one. It's just all great and i wish i liked phoebe bridgers more i know people I will know. come for me me too i wish no, I, liked, I feel the exact same way i wish i liked her more so that i could go see her tour with muna opening but i would just want to hear muna the whole time so like what um that's a good one i always stand for sorry not sorry by demi lovato always stand for that's that that's true i ha- actually have been listening to that before um the grass is greener under me yes um, bet it's tech and, and it's technicolor. I, I can tell that you can see, like, I can tell you can fucking tell that I'm technicolor, you bitch. Um, so that I'm loving plan B by Megan the stallion. <laughs> I'm um, loving plan B in general. I'm the only reason why your goofy ass got bitches. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I wanted to send that to you when you were sending me like these Amy Mann things. I don't know if I did, but I was like, no, this is the vibe I'm looking for. Like, no. But speaking of this, I want to read a quote that I screenshotted um, from Summer Walker about her album Still Over It. And she wrote, and she said, take this opportunity to learn from my mistakes. You don't have to guess if something is love. Love is shown through actions. Stop making excuses for people who don't show up for you. Don't ignore the red flags. And don't think you have to stay somewhere because you can't find better. You can and you will. Don't settle for less. You don't deserve it. And neither does your family. Oh, good night. neither does your good night. family. She's good bringing in the family. What is it? Christmas? Okay. What is it? Chris Jenner <laughs> saying never go against the family in her master class. Oh, my God. Chris I was like, Jenner, that's all you have to say, Chris. I want to know how to fucking make a billion dollar empire out of telling women they need to look smooth in dresses. Okay. Also, I want to know why she thinks it's an okay thing to say to her daughter that she's so good at being married. That's what she said to Chloe. I was like, this is devastating me. And I can't bring, I know we can't even like, we we can't, can't, but also like, I love it. Like, this is what I'll say. Every moment where Kim is talking about, like, I can finally be myself. I like, you know, she acts I'm, like we all have been dreaming for a Balenciaga campaign. She's like, what, it started with like Balenciaga campaign, which was a dream come true. I'm no, like, no. is that something we care about? But I like kind of live for it because I'm like, oh my God, I love her journey of like just being herself. But then I'm also like, wait, you're acting like you're really so shocked you're in Sports Illustrated. Like, I don't know. I just love to hate them. What can we fucking say? What can um, we fucking say, even though, uh, I also root for them, strangely, even though Kim went out for Rick Caruso, which is absolutely unforgivable. That was crazy. She was like, like, when it comes to my town, I do make political endorsements. And it's like, you fuck. 
Come on, a billionaire? You oh, yeah, fuck. who's very much wants, no, wants to arrest homeless people. It's really frustrating, you guys. But Chloe, I've always had a soft spot for. I hate Tristan so much, and I hate him in, and, and it makes me miss Lamar so much. I always miss Lamar. I, I miss really Lamar. Do. I do. And I know that he had a drug problem, and I know that he cheated, but I truly, truly saw love there. I, one of my favorite couples, probably my favorite couple on the show that ever was. Um, it's just like, what's he doing right now? Like, can I they just know. find each other again? No, he, too much damage. Too much. No, damage. remember like how much they went through together, though. I know she was a really, really, really good. She was. Chris is right. She was a really good wife. She really cared about him. As oh you know, God. Laura Wasser, the divorce attorney, friend of the pod, literally went down to the courthouse and pulled her divorce papers so that she could take care of him while he was in the hospital and make medical decisions for him. Oh my God. But then why didn't they just get together after that? I don't know. I think, I think that, like I said in our last episode, we mother men until yeah. they're well enough to fuck us over. Yeah. I'm not even in a bitter place right now. I'm, the funny thing is, I'm not even in a bitter place right now. <laughs> Wait, the absolutely hilarious thing is, I could not give a flying fuck about all you motherfuckers that we take care of until you're ready to go fuck some bitch off the side of the road. But the funny thing is that I don't even care. I think it's funny. I really I, think it's funny. I no, think I that, think it's funny that my roommate is probably calling 911 right now because she just heard me screaming that. <laughs> Kim and Chloe actually have a moment about this where Chloe's like, we baby men. And Kim and her are basically like, we baby men, we nurse them. We, we nurse them. We give Chloe's them our like, boob and they suck from it. <laughs> Chloe's like, we literally give them like the cozy skims. Yeah. So like, and it's like, oh my God. And Tristan, this, what I think is a sex addict, is on the road hooking up with girls left and right while this woman he's conned over and over again. It's crazy. It's really crazy. It's crazy. I loved, I, the only moment maybe of in years that I've liked Kylie Jenner is when she yep. calls Kim and is like, you're lying. And Kim's like, I'm not. And you can tell Kylie's like just waking up and Kylie goes, is Tristan like the worst person ever? I know. And especially when, um, when then Courtney gets on the call and she's like, he should have at least told her before the news came out. And Kylie's like, that doesn't even matter at this point. Like he just shouldn't have even done it in the first place. I'm like, yeah, Courtney, what are you talking about? Like, yes, he should have told her, but like, also he just shouldn't have had sex with other people when he's living off her <laughs> diamond dollar in her fucking giant mansion. Like it's what? so crazy. It's so nuts. And then how Kim describes it, where she's like, oh, okay, so Chloe planned this, like, major surprise birthday. Meanwhile, there's going to be so much that comes out before this episode because we haven't even watched next week yet. Like, I'm sure we're going to see Chloe's reaction. But, yeah, the fact that Chloe planned a 30th birthday for him that I'm sure was, like, to the nines, like, the best shebang ever. And then he, like, left and immediately hooked up with someone else. That's the way the world works, kids. So, yeah, get ready. And it's funny because I'm not even mad about it, but you better prepare for the worst shit you could ever imagine, little girls. That's me as a pageant coach. Little girls, you better prepare to have your man fuck another woman right after you plan a surprise party for him. Okay, little girl? All right, places, places. <laughs> That's me. Okay? Well, so, 
Anyway, that's not, none of that's the point of any of this. We're, we're really, it's not the point of anything really. And it's none of our business, but it is our business because they made we, it our business. We, they made it our business. And we, <laughs> the way the camera, the behind the scenes acted when Kim was on the phone, finding out that Kristen had cheated and is fathering uh, another woman's child. Yep. He, the cameramen are like, something's happening. Something's happening in the gym. Like, shaky camera work as they're running towards the gym and it's just kim on a call and you're like we are acting like we're in a war zone but it simply- kind of that scene kind of made me think like am i meant to be a reality producer because like i just like that's how i feel watching it's like i feel like i would find the right moments and i would cut out all the bullshit of like chris having a bad oh like my i God. don't need any of that i would just be like we only need the drama and if you guys are going to call us about anything aside from a fucking bomb like this then we're not going to come. And then they would be like, we're billionaires and we pay your bills. So do whatever we say. And I'd be like, absolutely. You're right. And I'll go back to my motel six in Calabasas. Thank you. Good night. Bye. I want true romance. Hacks is back for season three. And so is the official hacks podcast. In each episode, hacks creators, Lucia and yellow, Paul W. Downs and Jen Stadsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. So let's talk about one of our listener submissions that is also something we should have thought of ourselves. And that is My Best Friend's Wedding. So this is an important movie to me. I think it was ahead of its time because it was portraying a woman in a terrible light. Now, she's very attractive, so we always give women like that more, you know, uh, credit than they deserve. Also, it was a great time for looks. I'm, of course, talking about Julia Roberts, 
She is in slacks in this movie with a belly top and her hair messed up. Yeah. I would love to recreate this outfit. All I need to do is work out every day and not eat. I'm not necessarily going to commit Don't to that. Don't say but that, I'm, Carol. I'm just saying that that's like, like people act like you can aspire to have these bodies that actors have. Their body is their job. They work on it like crazy. I'm not doing that. Jennifer Aniston doesn't eat. Let's be real. I don't want to spend my life that way. I don't want to spend it angry. I don't want to spend it sad. I don't want to spend it hungry. So I'm not going to wear a belly shirt and slacks, but I am so, I think the outfit's really hot. So this um, movie is not about eating disorders, as it may sound like. It's actually about Julia Roberts, who is an asshole. She she's is, a total fucking asshole bitch. She's a monster. She's a monster. She's and my worst nightmare. She is too. And her and her ex make a pact that they, if they are single by the time they're 35 or 30, they will get married. You guys, that is so weird. And so he calls her. They're like about to turn 35. Don't fact check. It was some ridiculous age like that though. And she finds out he's getting married and she freaks out. Um, because they're best friends, but they were also in love at one point. So she decides that she is going to have to ruin this wedding. She's going to have to break up this wedding. And Cameron Diaz plays the amazing fiance, who's a total fucking Karen, total fucking white girl. She was a Karen before we knew she was a Karen, but she's actually really nice. She just, her family is monsters and are really weird and like culty, it feels like. Um, and, but she loves Dermot Maroney, the husband, so, so, so much. So Julia Roberts is obviously going to tear her down. Cameron Diaz has her be a bridesmaid because she wants her to be close. So a red flag over there. I'm going to cut to the end, which is Julia Roberts, monster, as I mentioned, kisses Cameron Diaz's fiance the day before their fucking wedding. Fucking. <laughs> or the day of, I want to say. It's a monstrosity. Cameron Diaz sees, runs away. Dermot Mulroney is chasing her. Julia Roberts is chasing him. And when she, Julia Roberts calls her gay best friend, he says, think about it. Nobody is chasing you. It's over. Oh, shit. He did and drop the truth. He did drop the she's truth. She's like, no, no. I do like, though, she finds Cameron Diaz, apologizes to her, and it's this big public brawl, which I'm just jealous, even though it's not real that I wasn't there. They're fighting in the bathroom of a baseball stadium which is my nightmare of location but my dream in terms of scenario and julia roberts says yeah i did all of that i did all of that i tried to break up their marriage but i lost and you won he chose you and you need to go marry the guy of our dreams because he wants to marry you and I thought that was very sweet. I'm not a violent person, but I would still punch this woman in the face if she had done all of the shenanigans that Julia Roberts had done to Cameron Diaz. And <laughs> this is the real, this is the real gut punch of the movie that I can't believe was not vetted. At the end of all this, at the end of all this, Julia Roberts dares. She has the audacity to make a speech at this wedding, the one that she tried to stop. And she says, I had a nightmare last night that some monster tried to split you guys up. But now I woke up and everything is as it should be. Already you're like, are you okay? Like you need to be locked right. up in a and GD psych ward. 
And imagine if this was happening in real life, like you would be fucking gripping your husband's hand and you'd be like, wait, she is not getting up on the stage. She is not getting up on the stage. Removed from the ceremony, just like Jason Alexander was recently removed from Britney's wedding. Yeah. I would have you restrained and pulled away. So I would 5150 your ass. I would 5150 you. So she says, I know you guys don't have a song. So I thought you could borrow this one. She has the band play the song that was her and her ex-boyfriends who's now getting married to this new girl that and he has like tears in her eyes they have tears in their eyes again i would stand up i would say this wedding is annulled this marriage is annulled we are going to do this again once he earns my trust back but this is a fucking charade i'm not doing this anymore and if he ever spoke to her again, I would um, burn all of his things. I don't know what else to tell you. This would lead me to arson. That's what I'm trying to say. This is like, I would say, I don't know how the law works. I don't know what it means that Kim took the baby bar, but I will tell you that this wedding is immediately annulled and I am not in a legal marriage to this man. And sorry to this man, but I literally no longer even recognize him. Um, I also would say that when people show you speaking of laura wasser what she said on our episode which is when people show you who you are believe them the first time i know she didn't come up with that but like to us she came up with it so this bitch has no female friends and we know that's the number one red flag for women so cameron diaz should have seen that and right away been like why the fuck are you talking to this girl girl she's a sports girl she's a girl who pretends to be into sports again if we want to talk about love island U.S. version, Vegas season. No one's talking about it right now, but I am. Mackenzie does that immediately. She's like, oh, I like love sports. And like, that's just like a really unique thing about me is that I love sports. And Connor, the fucking idiot dud goes, you're like my dream girl. So we know this is a red flag. Absolutely not. But I will say, as Carolina and I have discussed many times, she does, Julia Roberts' character does get the right comeuppance in this movie, even though it doesn't make sense that they let her play the song and that was weird. The bathroom scene where Cameron Diaz is confronting Julia Roberts and like saying everything she did and all the women in the bathroom like gather around and they're like, she did what? What? Fuck her. That is very accurate and what Julia Roberts deserved in my opinion. It's a really fun movie. It's a really fun disaster. I would call it a disaster movie. I would it's call like it the a day after tomorrow. Com- yeah. Yeah, exactly. I want to list some honorary mentions before we go on to our next focus. Okay. The War of the Roses. I'm not familiar, but I'm throwing that out there. Never seen. Brokeback Mountain. I do love devastating. This I think it's devastating. I think it's really sad that this became like a punchline for so long because I think it's actually a beautiful movie. Wait, who um, uses that as a punchline? It was like when it came out, everyone was making fun of it. Cause it was just like gay cowboys. But I was like, have you watched this movie? Because I watched it with my dad in theaters. Wouldn't recommend. And it's stunning. Okay. I don't know who was making fun of it. I guess that was like your crew. Yeah. <laughs> me, and my, me and the Proud Boys. You and um, the Proud Boys. In the Mood for Love. Beautiful, beautiful. Um, Never but of seen. Course, we have to get to Under the Tuscan Sun. Now... Again, another movie I could watch happily today. Diane Keaton is cheated on. So she goes on a tour of uh, Tuscany or or Italy. I'm going to say just Italy in general. She ends up in a small town in Tuscany and she finds a beat up old house and she decides to buy it. This is a fantasy of mine. 
is just going into the middle of shit creek nowhere, buying a house and becoming a hermit because um, my feelings got hurt and I'm going to give up on love. Now, I don't necessarily want to do that today, but I do want to meet someone who will run away with me and get um, horses and pigs and um, just live off the land. Um, I had never seen this movie. That's psychotic. Did you watch it recently? I watched it for this episode. Okay, we have a researcher on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. And we have a disappointed party on our hands. Did you what did you, what what were your thoughts? No, was my main thought. No, I don't get it. I mean, I will say I guess like it's aspirational lifestyle porn, yes, but and I liked that it went against what I thought it was going to be in that, like, I thought it was going to be like, she immediately moves to Tuscany and then everything's fixed because she meets like a hot contractor and like everything is better. It wasn't that she gets rejected multiple times and it kind of like shows that like, it's not going to just be one easy road to finding love again. But then eventually she does meet a guy. Sandra O oh, as the best friend who comes in to have the baby in Tuscany ends up just like living with her. It seems like. Yeah. I do love, like, she's just such a world-class actress, Sandra Oh, that when she is talking about her breakup, it, like, kills me. Like, it, it gave me, like, chest yes. pain to watch her in so yes. much pain. And she's just like, how do you breathe? I know, I know. And that, like, broke my heart so very much. It's also clearly a, a prequel to um, Grey's Anatomy. Because yeah, that's it's, true. Ad it's Addison Shepard and Christina Yang. Oh, not to watch Grey's Anatomy today. I have a full. We have of a lot. We have a lot going on today. Um, yeah, so it's a prequel to Grey's Anatomy, but I wasn't wowed. I was just like, I don't really get it. Yeah. Also, like, what's the deal with Julie Delpy's character? Like, she's a manic. I don't understand why she's there. It's like I wouldn't go up to a strange woman holding a bird in a in a street fair. And Diane Lane's like, oh my god, I must go talk to that woman. I'm like, are you Macaulay Culkin, like trying to find the pigeon lady? My mom is overhearing this episode and from her room, and she just texted me Diane Lane. <laughs> Diane Lane, I love to watch. Like, I truly could watch her do anything, even when she like let her husband kill someone and unfaithful and was like, okay, let's just move to the coast now. Time for a spring break trip. What I'll say, a lesson in Under the Tuscan Sun is that she has like a one night stand with this guy and is like obsessed with him. And it is a good lesson for the first guy you hook up with after a major breakup, you get kind of in your head about. Yeah. Because you're not used to being single. You're not used to having a one night stand and you are looking for something to heal you. So you don't think of like, I need to just like, or at least this was my experience when I was younger. You don't think like, I just need to get this out of my system. You think like, okay, is this the guy that I'm going to totally. like, be comforted by? Is this totally. guy going to like be the answer or save my life? We create narratives in our head. So yep. it's like, okay, is this the guy who I, I earned because I went through the hell I just went through? Yeah. Um, when really it's like, no, this is just a random guy who has his own fucking problems too. Who has his own fucking problems and a really good accent. Okay, yeah. so now let's move on to one of my suggestions. No offense, not to be the youngest child in the room, but let's move on to what I want to talk about. Someone Great on Netflix. This is an incredible modern rom-com, which I find to be rarer and rarer. We don't often get good modern rom-coms. And Someone Great was just that great. The reason why I love this movie, first of all, I find Gina Rodriguez to be very magnetic, even though I know she had some 
some soft cancellations. I would I would like to read one of her soft cancellations, which is when a woman tweeted at her at here is Gina, please help a struggling Latina sister who can't afford to pay her tuition. Instead of either like being like drop me a GoFundMe or Just anyone help it. her out or ignoring it like most celebrities probably would, she wrote she retweeted it and said have you looked into the Hispanic scholarship fund? There are a few places to look for help. Mama, let's research as if like, I can't help you, but uh, just go figure it out. You're not working hard enough. But oh my God. It's such a fun meme that has started. Like when the government is posting about inflation costs, people will retweet and be like, mama, let's research. Oh my God. Wait, Carolina has become like a serious Twitter person. She's like always sending me tweets and I'm like, wait, I'm off, like I'm off Instagram right now because it just makes me feel bad about myself. And I realize I don't want to feel bad about myself. But you, this is what's wrong with you. I said, I don't want to feel bad about myself. And you said, <laughs> oh, OK, well, this is what's wrong with you. Because this is I have a problem. This is what I do. I think I know what's best for people. And then I go to sleep at night thinking to myself, I honestly do know what's best for people. And if they listen to me, their lives would be better. And I'll tell you that you need to move on to. TikTok, not only TikTok, but be real. Do you know what about is. Be Real? No. Be Real is okay. I can already tell you're not going to receive this. Be Real is the new social media app. All the Gen Z kids in my office told me about it. It's basically where you actually are being real and really who you are and being yourself. So I'm hanging you get, up. You get Podcast an, episode over. You get an alert. Listen, it's going to be hard for you to find another sidekick. Like go shopping and see. How about that? Mama, um, let's do research. Mama, let's do some research and try to find yourself a better sidekick than this bitch. Um, so Be Real like sends you an alert a couple times a day and then you have to take a picture of exactly what you're doing at that time so that like it, people like you're being real. It's like it's not edited Instagram version of reality. It's like this is what I'm really doing right now. Like, if I sent one right now, I would show what I look like right now, as you can tell, is not my best. So I love it and it's fun. And then you send real emojis, which are like you take a picture of your reaction to someone like going like. Carolina, just do it. I know you'll like it. I'm good for now. I'm good for now. I want to okay. go back to someone great. So the real star of this movie is Michelle Bateau, who yeah. plays someone that Gina Rodriguez runs into at the subway station when Gina is drunk and Michelle kind of commiserates over their breakup. Michelle says, you know, I got to stop going to Craigslist to find some dick, which is <laughs> such a beautiful line. And then says something that I, I wish I could say more often, which is they have this beautiful seat. And then Michelle Bateau goes, I'm kind of over this conversation, to be honest, and gets up and leaves. I love which that. I love so much. And I wish we could say because I do feel that way sometimes. I'll just be talking to someone about some bullshit and I'll be like, I'm kind of over this conversation, to be honest. I know. And it's when I looked up this movie doing research for this mama, let's mama, do some let's research for this podcast. Um, I'll, like every single review of this movie mentions Michelle Buteau or Buteau, even though she's only in it for like one five minute scene, she like makes the movie. I also will say that Brittany Snow again comes through to make this a great rom-com because her storyline is like her relationship she's in that she really wants to be out of, even though there's like her husband is clear, clearly that like white guy who checks off boxes. Like he's clean. He has a good job. He whatever. But he's just so washes annoying. His washes his hands. Doesn't need to be taught about basic hygiene. But he's so annoying and clearly drives her crazy. And I just like love that dynamic. Also, then her other best friend is very avoidant. 
So it's just like a very good friendship movie. Also, um, I love that in the end, she doesn't get back. Like you, you get this lead up where it's like, wait, is she going to get back with the guy who broke up with her? And then it's like, no, she actually just learned how to love herself through her friendships. And that's all she needs. And that's all she needs. That's what you sound like. Um, (laughs) Okay. Um, I want to talk about one of my favorite love stories because I identify with it so much and, and I'll cut to the problematic areas too, which is Bridget Jones's diary starring Renee Zellweger. Um, I have masturbated to scenes of Colin Firth in this movie, which feels strange given that I've recently been watching him in the staircase. And as my friend said, did he study turtles to portray Michael Peterson because he looks like a goddamn turtle? Um, But in Bridget Jones, he is one of the hottest people ever. And my favorite thing about this movie, why I love it so much, is that Bridget Jones is embarrassing and she survives. She keeps going. And that is something to be said for grit. When I was in my late teens, early 20s, I was drinking like a crazy person, partying, embarrassing myself all the time. Even after I stopped partying, I was still embarrassing myself. But what what I'm proud of is that I kept going. You keep surviving. You don't hide, you forgive yourself, and um, you find humor in the way that you used to be. Now, the problem with this movie is that the weight issue and that she keeps trying to lose weight is so comically toxic. She is tiny, she's in perfect shape, and she is supposed to be trying to lose weight, and everyone is making jokes about her body. It's crazy. It really was of the moment where our society was so fat phobic and so disgusting around women's bodies. And um, speaking of disgusting, Hugh Grant is so disgustingly hot in this movie. He is the kind of guy he's, he's just so well cast because he's essentially playing himself. And you know, this man has ruined lives. You know that he is disgusting in bed in a good way. You in know a good that way. He is a monster and it's so well cast because you're like, of course this guy would wreck you. Yes. But oh my God, I know. The magical scene, which I do think is worth watching on YouTube, which I do from time to time, is when Colin Firth sticks up for her at a party and she thinks that he's making fun of her. And she was like, you know, if you want to make me feel bad about myself, you really don't have to because I feel bad about myself all the time. I feel ridiculous all the time. And he goes, what I'm trying to tell you is that I like you. And she's like, oh yeah, apart from the drinking and the smoking and the vulgar mother. And he's like, no, 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 I like you. Just the just as you are. And it is <sighs> magical. And you're like, that guy can certainly hit me with a fucking blow poke anytime like, he wants. Literally push <laughs> me down a staircase. Um, <laughs> no, no, Carolina. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, there are a few honorable mentions. High Fidelity is a great breakup movie, even though John Cusack is annoying to me kind of in it. Um, because he definitely plays a narcissist, but it's honestly worth watching just for um, Forever Hot Jack Black. Oh, my God. Did I Forever tell hot. you I recently talked to Jack Black and I was like, me and my friends are in love with you? No. What did he say? He was like, that's so nice. What? He didn't say, what's their name? So show me a picture. He's married with children. Okay. How Stella got her groove back. I think it speaks for itself. Early Tay Diggs. We'll just Call say. Call me by your name, which is just straight up porn. The the speed with which you wanted to move past was when Stella got her groove back. I'm like trying to still talk. And you're like, call me by, (laughs) no, call me by your name. Okay. Call me by your name is porn. And I still think Army Hammer is the hotter one in the movie, even though I know he tries to eat people's lungs. If you can set that aside, if you can set aside that, 
Wait, why can you not set that aside for one moment? It's just, just to... hard for me. Okay, I did see the Winklevoss twins on Raya, and I was like, I would oh just because I would think about if they were actually being played by Army Hammer. Is that fucked? Yeah. Okay. Even but... though maybe you could get some of their billions and put it towards good. That's true. I want to. I want to help the world with their billions. The Bezos's ex-wife, like what she's doing. Oh yeah. You, mar- you marry them. You tell them not to make you sign a prenup because that means that you know you just. Hopefully, they're as stupid as they look. And both then of them. You marry both of them. And, okay. Um, then, when you guys break up, you donate thirty million dollars to Habitat for Humanity, like Bezos's ex-wife just did. Okay, I'm interested. So, really, what we're saying is. The Social Network is the breakup movie. That's the point we're getting to. I want true romance. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do, too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. We're going to start a movie that's really important to us and brings our 100th episode breakup movies extravaganza to a close i was on a plane recently a bunch of new movies were out i had my pick of the litter like what uh give details or it didn't happen details or it didn't happen okay so coda was out belfast was out all these oscar movies that i should want to watch because i'm in the film industry and i should be interested in growing my repertoire but you know what i saw there I saw a beautiful blonde girl walking with books in her hand and a little chihuahua next to her. And I thought she's on her way to do something amazing. Take on Mm -hmm. a system that doesn't believe in her. 
And that mm-hmm. movie was called Casablanca. Just kidding. That movie was called what? Legally Blonde with Reese Witherspoon. Never has the name Reese been done so much justice as in this movie. So I watched this movie because Carolina said this is like such a good movie that I forgot about. And it's, of course, I never forgot about it. It's always in my mind. It's literally in the back of my head, like all of my childhood memories, including the bootleg VHS of Legally Blonde that I had that I watched 21 times in a row. It literally said Legally Blonde with a Sharpie on the front of it, VHS tape. And so when I turned it on, I was like, oh, wait, I actually know this movie word for word, but I'm not going to read it word for word because I was watching it with friend of the pod, Tess Sitzman, and I didn't want to put her through that. I didn't want to put her through the experience I once had where I was with a guy that I was like interested in hooking up with and he turns on Braveheart and I go, I don't care about this movie. And he's like, oh, you've never seen it? And I said, yeah, because I don't care about it. I don't want to see it. And then he starts saying every word, word for word. And I'm like, I just told you I couldn't care less about this. And now you're trying to prove to me that you know more about it than most people, you fucking idiot. And I'm not angry at all, but I'm just fucking saying, if you're going to do that shit, Maybe tell me before I take an Uber all the way to Harlem, you fuck. Okay, so this movie is rhythmically more perfect than Carol of the Bells. Every single joke is beat for beat fucking perfect. No offense, no offense, and I am not angry, but writers of the world, you need to watch this movie and get it in your head that this is what we all should be aspiring towards. It's absolutely perfect. We meet Elle, okay? Sun's up. A little, a little after, after 12. 12. Make breakfast, breakfast for myself. myself. Leave, Leave the, the work, work for someone, someone else. else. People say, they tell me to act my age. Okay, it is fucked up that Hoku says, like, leave the breakfast work for someone else. Like, are you a classist? But anyway, moving on. So we meet Elle, and she looks like she'd be a mean girl because she's the fucking queen of the sorority, but she's actually really she's nice. And she roots for other women, and she works fucking hard. It's actually. An original true crime masterpiece about covering a murder case, okay? So everybody who thinks like, oh, the night of, oh, the staircase, oh, whatever the fuck, the act on Hulu, guess what? This came before all that, and it was a true crime masterpiece. Even though the crime wasn't true, it may as well have been, okay? Then we have Bruiser. Forget the fact that I already moved ahead to the fact that it's a murder case. Bruiser in and of himself. Bruiser in and of himself, the cutest little fucker. I don't want a chihuahua, but like in this moment, I kind of saw like why that was such a craze. He's so cute. He has an attraction to the Taco Bell chihuahua, which is also really cute. Little do we know at this time that Bruiser is actually going to gain a greater role in the sequel. Mm -hmm. Kind of like Better Call Saul. Like it was sort of like a precursor to Better Call Saul where it's like, you're like, oh, Saul is the comic relief. And then the whole sequel to Breaking Bad is about Saul. That's kind of what happens here where it's like, you're like, oh, Bruiser. And he's like watching the Taco Bell commercial. Guess what? Next movie, it's going to be all about Bruiser and his Bruiser long rights. lost, his yeah. Bruiser rights and his birth father and the fact that he might be a homosexual. So you know what? You're welcome, Bruiser. Okay. The line, my name is Elle Woods. This is Bruiser Woods. And we're both Gemini vegetarians. Just that alone. Just that, that alone. That is my personality. That line, I want that to be my personality. I fucking hope it is. Okay. And then we have <laughs> David Kidney. David Kidney. Okay, so I don't want to know anyone out there listening who knows if you know for some reason and I don't that David Kidney, the actor who played David Kidney, became like a proud boy or like was at the insurrection. Do not tell me. Do not put it in my DMs. I will not read it. I will pretend I never saw it because I love David Kidney deworming orphans in Somalia. I love this everyone character. Everyone says what they've been doing over the summer. 
And she says that she talked Cameron Diaz out of buying a truly heinous uh, turtleneck <laughs> sweater at Fred Siegel. And whoever said orange is the new pink is seriously deranged. Disturbed. <laughs> seriously disturbed. Okay. So then we have Holland Taylor. Okay. An icon among us comes forward. Holland Taylor. Elle's law teacher who is like really harsh. And you're like, okay. This, this scene always made me anxious and it still does to this day. She I know. I'm like, don't embarrass her. Being embarrassed in class. Oof, what a painful feeling. Okay. But like, don't ever embarrass Elle in front of me or I will beat your ass. Okay. Then Holland she Taylor. Steps- <laughs> Holland Taylor. Okay. So this is how it actually goes down. I'm not exaggerating. We see Holland Taylor, iconic, the fucking professor who tries to embarrass her. She steps outside because she's upset. Who does she run into? Luke Wilson, people. God hottest of all time. God hottest, is ro- hottest role of all time oh, where he's like a fucking law TA. Are you kidding me? I can't recover from this even. Like I'm melting inside. I watched this movie when I was at way too boy crazy of a state. Like I was like, I'm actually not going to survive seeing him as a law TA. Like I'm going to join law school. I'm going to give up my career and spend $60,000 that I don't have, which I assume is how much law school costs. I could be making that up because of this Luke Wilson scene, okay? Then she sees Warren come out of class with a girlfriend who has previously already been a huge ass bitch to Elle. And guess who plays the girlfriend? Selma. Selma Blair, motherfuckers. Selma, not a baby name you hear. Not a baby name you hear, maybe because of Martin Luther King, maybe because Selma Blair is too iconic to be compared. Not that Martin Luther King wasn't iconic. That's not what we're trying to say. Come for us in the comments if you want. Okay. Oh, and by the way, because Warner, her boyfriend, who she went to Harvard so that she could try to get him back, he is now calling Selma Blair the same nickname he used to call Elle, which is Pooh Bear, which is a disgusting nickname, but also like to have the gall to say it in front of Elle. Fuck off. She goes to the nail salon and who's doing her nails? The icon that is timeless. Our Mona Lisa, Jennifer Coolidge. And by the way, our Mona Lisa is one million times better than the original Mona Lisa. Who gives a fuck about that smiling painting? No one cares. So we have the Mona Lisa of women, which is Paulette, a.k.a. Jennifer Coolidge. We have the iconic line where Elle says, am I on glue? Because she's so confused about how her ex-boyfriend could actually think that a preppy trust fund kid like Selma Blair is better than her. And it's really beautiful. It's also just a sign of female friendship, again, being healing during a breakup. And this is the overall feeling I get from this movie. Her life goal is to get married. I am not making fun of that. I think being a wife, being a mother, and I say that not in terms of a subservient way. I mean, making a home is a beautiful life. I really do think that. I think being a mom is a really hard job. If you want that, that's amazing. But she wants to marry this piece of shit, Warren, who breaks up with her because he wants to be a senator and be seen as someone serious. And she's, you know, as she says, wait, so you're breaking up with me because I'm blonde? Oh, my God. And so she decides to go to his law school to prove that she's serious. She is all about proving that she's serious to him until she delivers one of the best lines ever which is when she sees him at a party. She's dressed up as like a Playboy bunny looking. If a girl showed up to a party like that, I would immediately go to her and say like, how can I be your best friend? I would say, where did you buy that? Devin would probably be her. Um, (laughs) And he says, 
you're never going to get this internship, honey. You're not smart enough. Reese Witherspoon pauses and she says, I'm never going to be good enough for you, am I? And it's a turning point in the movie. And that is a red flag I would like to point out. If your partner is not making you feel good enough, smart enough, pretty enough, that is on them. That is them. Do not stick around and try to prove yourself to the person you shouldn't need to prove anything to. That is when this movie takes a turn for revenge breakup movie. Mm -hmm. Like at first, it's kind of like she's still pining over him. Sad breakup movie where she throws the chocolates at the TV and goes, liar. But it then becomes a revenge breakup movie. And it just is the best in that category. Like it is the best revenge breakup movie of all time because she buys a MacBook and she's like, I'm actually going to show you that I can get the internship and I can do whatever the fuck I want. Then the moment where Elle and Vivian, which is Selma Blair's character, start bonding over how Warner is such an asshole is when it also becomes a female friendship anthem for the generation. And it's actually a fantasy of mine to be able to like sit down with my exes' Mm -hmm. exes and be like, guys, like, wait, what a fucking asshole. Can we talk about it? Like, we need to like set this up somehow. It's like, you know how when people adopt a dog, sometimes the dog's siblings will like all meet up or I don't know if that's normal, but like my mom did that with one of our dogs where like she met up with the other dog siblings from the litter. And I want to do that, a meetup, but with like my ex's exes. I agree. It's a lot about our competition with other women over some guy is all fake. The limits do not exist. I think that a big thing I want to say here is um, how this is really a movie about um, taking down the elites and how mean Harvard is. And, and we know Harvard is full of war criminals or the children of war criminals. And the majority of Trump's uh, White House staff actually had gone to Harvard. And L is kind. And David Kidney, dewarming orphans in Somalia, is kind. And that's why he is one of the sneaky heroes. But everyone else is so mean to her because she's different. And Elle is trying to be inclusive and she's being herself and she even gives Selma Blair a chance. If someone had been as mean to me as Selma Blair is, I would never forgive them. But Elle has a good heart and that's why she was president of her sorority. Now, Jennifer Coolidge, Paulette, is the same and they rescue each other. And in a moment where Elle realizes that she wants to be a lawyer, she helps get Paulette, her English bulldog, back. And Paulette famously says, Happens every day. That's not how she talks. It's how does she talk? Like, Happens every Happen. day. <laughs> um, about men fucking you over, and yeah, that's when it also becomes the female friendship anthem of a generation, the fucking musical anthem of a generation with Bend and Snap. Everything, everything. I want to end with Elle Woods' speech from graduation, aka Chill City. Chill City. Chills down my neck, my back, my pussy, my crack. Yeah. (laughs) Elle says, you must always have faith in people and you must always have faith in yourself. Heart. I can feel my heart in my body right now. What does that even look like? Can you imagine having faith in yourself? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe I have some work to do. Okay. Is everything okay? You You need to go to the closest nail salon and hope that your nail technician is Paulette. And you can talk to her. I really do. Listen, this is the the conclusion of part two of our 100th episode. And I really would like to also give a shout out to 
Hannah Coatson, who is my new close friend that I met on a bachelorette party and basically got me through one of the hardest things in my life. What if the hardest thing in Devin's life had just been like celiac? Gas pains. She got me through gas pains on a bachelorette party. And if she can do that, she can do fucking anything. Okay, no. So Hannah Coatson is my new best friend and she has a newsletter called Send Me the Link. And we should all subscribe because she did a newsletter about breakup content, like stuff to get you through a breakup. And she recommended rewatching the Marnie episode of Girls where Marnie like runs into her ex oh, Charlie, on the street. Yeah. And it's such a good breakup watch. It ends with the Ellie Goulding song, Here's to Us. And it's just like, it's just what you need in this moment. So many other great wrecks in this newsletter. So you have to check it out. Send me the link um, is what it's called. Hannah Coatson, H-A-N-N-A-H. K-O-T-Z-E-N. And we're always open to breakup content wrecks. So just send them our way. I'm reading Three Women right now, which feels like a good breakup oh, yeah, book because it's that like is a lot of sex. Book. And that's all I have to say, bitch. Happy I'm 100th episode. by the fact that you said you have a new best friend, but I love you, Devin. I mean, she definitely wouldn't consider me her best friend. We have not spoken that much, but like I consider her my best friend. I'm too tired to have to fight. a crisis about this. Yeah. Okay. Well, I love you. I love you. See you next time on True Romance. All I ever wanted was a little love. I want true romance. It's true. True romance. It's so romantic. Love me, baby. Don't Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between Lisa and West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is expertly crafted from natural latex, natural wool, and certified safe foams to elevate your sleep sanctuary and support a greener tomorrow. Plus, every purchase helps fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash Are you spending more time in your basement now that it's your rec room, office, kids playroom or home gym? Well, you need to ventilate those spaces to remove stagnant, musty air. For over 20 years, the Easy Breathe ventilation system exchanges dirty, damp air for cleaner, drier, healthier air. Take charge of your indoor air with your own Easy Breathe ventilation system. You can get it installed or DIY kits are available. Just call 866-822-7328 or visit TakeChargeOfYourAir.com and receive 20% off today.